and I'm glad uh, to be here. I'm glad that you're here. Um, and I know this is a, a great day for some people. This is a hard day uh, for some people. Um, and for some people, men mostly, it's kind of an awkward day. You're like, we're at church and everything's about moms. And um, I'm going to do my best uh, today to, to not make that the case. Um, but I do want to talk about uh, moms for a little bit. And, um, and, and even what Todd was talking about giving is, is you give till it hurts, and then you keep on giving till it feels better. Mothers, you know what that's like. You, you, you've done that since your, your kids have been babies. Like you gave. You gave up sleep. Sometimes you gave up eating. You, you gave up uh, all those things, and it feels better. But some of you right now, like I, I know Jennifer for one, like, it's also kind of sad. Graduation is right around the corner. Our baby is graduating. Like, but you give until it, until it hurts, and you keep on giving till it, till it feels better. And I just want to ask today, um, how many of you would say that you, like, you feel blessed? And, and okay, what if I want that? Not, not like just today. Because, like, of course, you feel blessed this morning. You're here at church. You've got your family around you. You've got plans. You're going to spend the day with each other. Like, do you feel blessed on Wednesday? Because how many of you moms have ever, you, you've ever had a meltdown? Yeah, like, like, all of you, like I remember, like, my, my mom would have meltdowns sometimes. And, and, and I knew, like, when she said I've had enough, she had enough. Like, I remember one time, and, like, my brothers and I were fighting, like, well, there was three of us boys, and, and I was, I'm going to tell like, I was the best one, like, if you can believe that, like, I was the best one, so, like, so my mom had it rough, but I remember one time we were fighting, just all out brawl, all three of us, one on one on one, and I don't remember what we were fighting about, but mama had had enough, and she came in with a broomstick and just started swinging, like, it didn't matter who she was hitting, like, she was hitting somebody, and it was gone, but, but every mom has a meltdown, like, because, because of the pressure that's placed on you. It, it's amazing. Like, there is so much pressure on, on you guys as, as, as moms to, to look a certain way. There's pressure to, to be a certain way. Like, I was scrolling through uh, Facebook the other day, and, and why this showed up on mine, I don't know, but it said, get rid of the mom bod. Like, that's insulting. Like, why would someone click on that? Like, but there is so much pressure out there. You see all of the, uh, last week, all of the prom pictures and everybody's looking so happy. Like, you didn't see the crying the, the night before because the dress didn't fit right and, uh, and all of that that went on. So, so I would just I really ask you, do you feel burdened or do you feel blessed? Because I would think most of the time, like, it's kind of a combination, isn't it? Burdened and Blessed. I have a feeling uh, today, especially a, a lot of people, especially ladies and moms, that if you are honest, many of you would say you feel more burdened than you feel blessed. But I just want to tell you today that, that the blessing that God is about to bring into your life is greater than the burden that you've had to carry. Like it is, and we're getting ready to jump into next week, a, a 10-week study on heaven, um, and, and it's going to be... Uh, great, if you have questions about heaven or, or, or thoughts about heaven, we're just going to dive in and look at what the Bible says about heaven. But one of the things that we're going to talk about, and I think it's in week three or week four, is that, that the promise of heaven is, is a blessing that is far greater than any burden we have to carry here. 
But I want to tell you now, like today, like I don't believe that you have to wait for heaven. I believe that God wants to bless you today. Like I can't do anything about the burdens that you carry. They're going to be there. They're burdens, and they are real. But here's what I believe. I believe that God is going to bring some blessings that are way greater than those burdens. And I get this from a story in the Bible, and we're just going to highlight it because it's a long story. Um, But it's about a woman named Sarai. And the first time that we meet her is, is in Genesis chapter 11, so early on. And the introduction to her is a little bit weird. It's Genesis 11, 29, and 30, and it says this. Meanwhile, Abram and Nahor both married. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, which means, just by the way, which means quarrelsome. Do you know a quarrelsome woman? Don't point. Like, that would be bad. But it said, the name of Nahor's wife was Milcah. Milcah and her sister Iscah were daughters of Nahor's brother Haran. So these were hillbillies. Um, but, <laughs> but Sarai was unable to become pregnant and had no children. Now, like, as a pastor, I, I don't get to have normal conversations with people. Like, it doesn't matter where I'm at. Uh, like, I could be out at, at Walmart or, or Burger King, and someone will just come up to me, and, like, and they'll confess their sins. I'm like, oh, wow. I don't believe I would have said that in public. Like, but, but I don't judge. Like, whatever. Like, it's, it's even weirder, though, when someone comes up to me and introduces someone else to me by their sin. And I've had this happen before. Hey, Josh, I want you to meet my husband. He drinks too much. <laughs> hey, Josh, this is my son. I caught him looking at porn this week. Like, stop. Like, I don't know. Like, like, what do I do with that? Like, it's weird when people identify you by your dysfunction. Like, can you imagine like, how the husband or the son felt in those situations? But that's what's happening in this story. We're introduced to Sarai by her dysfunction. So she was unable to become pregnant and had no children. Like in this time period, a woman's value, and I'm not saying it was right, I'm just saying in this time period, a woman's value was tied solely to her ability to have children, specifically boys. And if a woman during this time period could not have children or could not have a son, she was considered to be of, of no value in this society. She was being cursed by God. So the very first time we're introduced to Sarai, which means quarrelsome, and, and, and I bet there was a fight going on in her mind. Like, what's, what's wrong with me? What did I do? Like, and it wasn't because she didn't understand the process. Like, they knew how to have, have babies back then. Like, they knew what it took. But the Bible says she was unable to have a child. And that's how she was identified to us, by her dysfunction. There's so many people today, either, either in this room or, or you're watching online, and you identify yourself by the dysfunction that you've had or that you have. You're identified by, by the divorce or by the addiction or by that season you had in your past, or maybe it's even that season that you're living in now, and it's dysfunctional. You know it's messed up, just, just like we've all messed up, but you've made that your identity. And you've thought, I'm unable to be a good person. I'm unable to be a good mother. I'm unable to be a good wife. I'm unable to, to follow Jesus. And we're always telling ourselves we're unable to do, and we allow our, our dysfunction to define us. And therefore, we feel burdened instead of blessed. 
And as the story of, of Abram goes on, uh, Sarai's husband, he had this incredible encounters with God. But Sarai doesn't. She, just, she, doesn't, she gets to hear about them from her husband. Like in fact, the very next time we, we meet Sarai in the scripture, it's in Genesis 16, verse 1. And it says this, now Sarai, Abram's wife, had not been able to bear children for him. Like, do we have to keep bringing it up? I mean, is anybody dealing with something that as soon as you get past it, it seems like somebody else wants to bring it back up? Like, that's heavy. That makes us feel, feel burdened. Like, it's not like she wasn't trying. She, she was unable. And this was a big burden for Sarah, and, and it keeps coming up. And I'm sure there were people around her going, the blessing's coming. It's coming. Something good's going to happen. She's like, I don't think so. Listen, and I know what that feels like. People are telling you, hey, something good's going to happen. Something good's going to happen. Just hang in there. Like, keep fighting. And they go off to their perfect little life, and you're stuck with the burden. I know what it's like to feel like that the burden's always going to be bigger than the blessing. In fact, I'm not even sure the blessing can come my way is what Sarah thought. And if you feel that way, listen, it doesn't make you a bad person. It makes you a human. And finally, though, in this story, God speaks to Abram about Sarai, and he says this. And, and this is interesting to me. It's in Genesis 17. So then God said to Abraham, changed his name, regarding Sarai, your wife. And when I was reading this, I was thinking, man, why, why didn't God just speak to Sarai. Why, why did he have to tell Abraham, who would then have to relay the message to Sarai? And then it hit me. Sometimes God has to speak to us through other people because we cannot hear him on our own. We've so tuned him out. We've thought for so long that he isn't interested in doing anything in us or through us. Because by this time, listen, she's 85 or 90 years old by this time. Just really quick. 85 to 90-year-old women, like they don't usually become brand-new mothers. Grandmothers, yes. Great-grandmothers, yes. But not first-time moms. And he says this, her name will no longer be Sarai, which means quarrelsome. He says, from now on, her name will be Sarah, which means, by the way, princess. Sarai means quarrelsome. She's always fighting, fighting, fighting. And let me ask you a question. What's she accomplishing by all this fighting? Nothing. You don't know why? Because the battle wasn't hers. Sarah found her, her identity in her fight. But God was about to change that. And today, listen, could be the day that for some of you, they, they, like you've been finding your identity in your fight, like your, your addiction, your struggle, your, your relationship problem, your financial problem. You found your identity in your fight, but today could be the day that you stop that and you start finding your identity in who God says that you are. Like you might have done that. You might have been that. But God says, hey, hey like you are mine. Tell Sarah, you, like you are no longer a fighter, you're a princess. And a princess doesn't have to fight for something, she just has to speak it. That's what I think God's telling some of us today. Like, you are mine. You, you are my child. Stop fighting in your own strength and start relying on what I've told of you about you. Stop believing what everybody else says about you and start believing what I've said about you. 
And he says this, and I will bless her. Because she's been burdened for far too long. It's been over 25 years since we first met her. He said, I will bless her and give you a son from her. Yes, I will bless her richly, and she will become the mother of many nations. Kings of nations will be among her descendants. Can you imagine hearing this as Abraham? Sarah couldn't hear it. She was tone deaf to God. So God's telling Abraham, hey, she's without a son now. She's going to have a son. I'm going to change her circumstances. He's about to bring something into her life that she thought she could never have. And somebody needs to hear that today. They're like, I believe that God is about to change somebody's circumstances. He is about to bring something into your life that you thought that you could never have. He's saying to somebody today, you've been fighting long enough. Now it's just time to receive it. Because it's not always to believe God, is it? It's not always to believe that. We take our Bible heroes and we put them on, on such a pedestal. Like they always believe, like they were these great men and women of God. Even the, the passage that, that Todd read from Romans chapter 5, is that Abraham never wavered in his faith. Yeah. Genesis 17, 17. Then Abram bowed to the ground, like, which by the way is appropriate to do when God's speaking. You just bow down. So, but he laughed to himself in disbelief. Do you know that you can be worshiping but, but not be real? It happens, it happens to me. Abraham's bowing down and he's laughing to himself. How could I become a father at the age of 100? That's a good question. And then how can Sarah have a baby when she's 90 years old? In other words, God, like, you are amazing. But I'm not sure how this is going to happen. In the next chapter, we see God show up and and he needs to make sure that Sarah hears this. Because Abraham isn't really buying into it. And let me just say this. Like, don't let other people's laughter push you away from, from the blessing that God wants to bring into your life. Abraham's laughing right here, but, but a year from now, he's holding a baby because God always does what he says he's going to do. In Genesis 18, they're, they're talking about Sodom and Gomorrah, and it's a, it's a whole other thing. Um, story for another day. But in, in verses 10 through 15, it says this. Then one of them said, I will return to you about this time next year, and your wife Sarah will have a son. So once again, God's confirming this. I, this is what I've said. This is what I'm going to do. And so Sarah was listening to this conversation from the tent. Abraham and Sarah were both very old at this time. And Sarah was long past the age of having children. Now remember, Abraham laughed. So she laughed silently to herself. And that's what some people will do. We don't, we don't believe God. Um, that one, we don't believe that he wants to bring a, a blessing into our life because of the burden that we carry. And so she carried this burden for so long. For, for 90 years, her identity was that she was unable to have children. And she finally got to a place where where, where she knew that she couldn't accomplish this on her own. The only way a 90-year-old could have a child was if God got involved. And maybe that's why some of you are at the place you're at today. It's because you've been fighting for something for so long, and God is waiting for you to get to a place where you say, God, I can't do this by myself. And listen, that doesn't mean you're weak. 
And she said, how could a worn out woman, and I'm just reading the Bible. I didn't say that about her. I'd never say that about a woman. She said, how could a worn out woman like me enjoy such pleasure? Especially when my master, that's what Jennifer refers to me as, my husband, <laughs> is also so old. So then the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Why did she say, can an old woman like me have a baby? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Let's push the pause button for a minute. And I'm sure their answer at the time was, I don't know. Now, if you're a Bible person and you grew up in, in church, we're thinking, of course there's nothing impossible for the Lord. Like, we know that he parted the Red Sea. We know that he, he delivered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from the fiery furnace and Daniel from the, from the mouth of the lion. We know that David defeated Goliath. We know that Jesus rose from the dead, and nothing is impossible for him. Like, that's true. But we're only in Genesis chapter 18. They couldn't go to 1 Samuel 17 and say, oh, yeah, David did defeat Goliath. They don't know that yet. So is anything too hard for the Lord? And you want to say no because that's the right answer. But a 90-year-old having a baby? I don't know, God. I carried this burden my whole life. Don't miss this. Sarah probably said things like, this is just who I am. I'm barren. It'll never change. I might as well accept the fact that, that, that this is who I am. I'll never be blessed. And maybe that's where some of you are today. You've just accepted that I'll always be this way. This is the way I was born. This is, the, this is the way God made me. Is anything too hard for the Lord? He says, I will return about this time next year and Sarah will have a son. So Sarah was afraid. Um, Sarah will have a son. And, but the Lord said, no. You, um, so she denied it and said she didn't laugh. I missed a, a verse somewhere. Um, but the Lord questions her about, about laughing. She said, I didn't laugh. But the Lord said, no, you did laugh. And that's where the story ends. Like, I didn't laugh. Yes, you did. And God just drops the mic and walks away for a while. Like, but something happened between Abraham and Sarah. God told Abraham, your wife is going to have a baby. And Sarah was told, hey, you're going to have a baby. At some point... Even though you carried the burden, you have to take God at his word and take a step of faith. So in order for Sarah to, to have a baby, what did they have to do? Please don't type that in the chat. Um, like, but I can imagine Sarah like putting some candles out in the tent and saying, hey, Abraham. Like, it, it had to happen, right? Like, they, they had to take God at his word. They, they had to take a step of faith. I know. Like, we don't know how long it took. But for 90 years, Sarah carried this burden. That's all some of you get from this whole sermon. For, like, for 90 years, Sarah was looked down upon. For 90 years, Sarah felt forgotten by God. For 90 years, baby having a baby, that's impossible. But watch what happens that the Lord kept his word and did for Sarah exactly what he promised. God always keeps his word. God always comes through. God always does exactly what he says he's going to do. And if he said it, you can take it to the bank because it's going to happen. 
So she became pregnant and she gave birth to a son for Abraham in his old age. This happened at just the time God said it would. Listen, God always comes through. He does. So for the person out there, you have felt the burden, like you have felt it for, for so long. And you felt like the burden is, is always gonna be your identity. That, that your burden is always gonna define you. Today, I want you to hear once again that a blessing that God is about to bring into your life is bigger than the burden that you had to carry. The blessing that God wants to give you is, is greater than the burden that you have to carry. Sarah carried it for 90 years. For 90 years, she felt forgotten and alone. But then God showed up and blessed her with more than she could ever ask or imagine. And today, like today, thousands of years later, the nation of Israel traces its roots back to Abraham and Sarah, who gave birth to a kid at 90 years old. So I'll tell you, nothing is impossible with God. I want to tell you, especially moms, the burden will eventually become the blessing. The breakdown will eventually become the breakthrough. The predicament will lead to the promise being fulfilled because that's how good God is. So much so that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to pay that price for us. I'm going to ask you to stand and we're going to pray uh, together today. And I don't know what burden is on you. I was going to pray that, that God would show up with a blessing. He's going to. It, it, it may be here. I pray that it's here in, in, on this earth. But if you follow him, there, there's going to be a blessing. A blessing of, of eternity that we're going to begin talking about next week. Father God, today, we come to you thanking you so much for the way that you've blessed us. So much for, for the way that you've changed so many of our circumstances. And Father, today I pray for those who identify by their dysfunction, who, who feel like, God, that there is, there is no way out. There is nothing that they can do. Father, today I pray with all my heart that they've heard today that, God, nothing's impossible for you. That, God, that, that the blessing that you want to give is greater than the burden that they've had to carry. Father, today I pray. I pray that they'll get to a point where they stop fighting and they just hand it over to you. That they'll begin to identify as yours. The one and only God who can make 90-year-olds have babies. Who can deliver people from the fiery furnace. Who can deliver people from the mouth of a lion. who can defeat death in the grave. Father, we thank you for that and for, for all of the moms that are here today. We thank you for them. And Father, I just pray you would bless them uh, today, that they could keep going, that they could keep trusting, and they could take whatever next step of faith you have for them. It's in the name of Jesus, I pray.